1: This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from REMAX Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. And you have our first guest today.
2: I do, and we're going right to the top. Canada's number one agent for a number of years running, Faisal Susiwala. Faisal,
3: welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Asif.
2: Faisal, I know you've been through numerous markets and ups and downs Tell us a little bit about how you found 2023.
4: Well, 2023 was definitely a very challenging year. Uh, we saw from January till about May an uptick in the market essentially because of the pause in real estate uh, interest rates. And now we're seeing from June to now that the rates have pause but there were two increases and that caused us to see a decline in the market so that 10% gain that we saw in the first six months of the the year we gave back in the in the the last six months but again with the last couple of pauses here and hopefully that will continue into the first of the new year I do believe that we're going to start seeing the market uh, pick up
1: So you called this year challenging, and you said there were pauses. What impact did that have on buyers and sellers?
4: Well, for buyers, they they took a wait-and-see approach, and they wanted to sideline. So we saw the sales drop as, as a result of that. Now, sellers basically were still coming off of the highs that they had seen last year and decided, well, we're not going to take less than what we were expecting to get in the previous year, and we're going to hold out for what we want, but then with the increases in the interest rates, uh, people were getting mortgage renewals and then they decided, well, we can't hold on, it's not sustainable and started declining their prices in order to catch up with the market.
2: And, And as we look forward to 2024, do you see the momentum that we've built over the last couple of months continue into the new year and possibly fuel the market enough that we're gonna start to see that pent up demand return multiple offers come back into play. Is that what you're thinking as well?
4: Absolutely. And and, you know, I heard an economist speak uh, a few days ago, and he said that the bad news is actually good news. And what he meant by that, that in any other economy, any other time, if the interest rates went up 500 basis points, the market would crash. We didn't see a crash in the market. We saw a correction. We saw a decline in the market. So the fact that Something so significant has happened in the market and it didn't crash is actually a positive sign. So, that pent up demand, I believe that another pause, in fact, another cut in the interest rates will create uh, that energy back in the market. We're going to see people jumping back in. I would go as far as to say that for every quarter percent we see the interest rate drop, we'll probably see a three to five percent increase in real estate values.
1: Now, throughout this year on the show, the issues have been affordability and inventory. Would you agree with that? And what do you think will be some of the challenges on the market in the new year?
4: Well, affordability is is directly related to interest rates. Mm -hmm. So if the interest rates start going down, affordability will go up. Inventory has been high right now, but if, if the interest rates drop, all those people that were waiting in the sidelines are going to start jumping in, and there's going to be a herd mentality, right? You're buying, I'm buying too. You're not buying, I'm not going to buy. And that's what we've seen in the past, and that's been the catalyst to the bidding wars that we've seen in the past as well. And I do believe that after the first quarter of next year, we're going to be right back to lower levels of inventory and lots of buyers wanting to get back in because the rates are going to start declining.
2: And Faisal, you service the Cambridge, Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo areas, and we saw a lot of our York Region residents move out that way or purchase investment properties out that way. Do you see that continuing? How are your prices doing, and what type of investor is moving out that way?
4: Well, we're down thirty percent from the highs, so it's a very attractive marketplace. The average um, home in, in in Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo is just under $800,000 for a single detached. So it's a very affordable area to live in. Uh, deurbanization, people working from home, that whole hybrid work environment has made this area very popular. And that's going to continue not only from investors because we're seeing the rental rates pretty high in this area compared to what your investment would be. So for an average um, $450,000 two-bedroom stacked townhome, the actual um, rent on that unit is going to be somewhere around $25,000, to twenty five hundred dollars a month. So the return is actually pretty decent on that investment. So it's attractive to investors, attractive to people downsizing, and very attractive to young families just trying to get a foot in the door.
1: So, when Asif introduced you, he said, You're the number one agent in Canada. What's your secret?
4: Oh, my secret well I'm, I'm getting old 35 years in the business it's it consistency it's um, it's it's it, it's acting on the latest um, available technology adapting to it taking everything and, and not putting not taking the foot off the pedal you know marketing is key in any industry and being being a brand and creating um, an environment where People will turn to you because you're an expert in that field. Um, you know, just over time, you can find that people become complacent and they get used to their their old ways of doing things. So, building your brand, and I see scaling down. Um, in this Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo area, I you know I decided not to go um, you know all throughout Ontario and start selling houses. I focused primarily in the neighborhoods that I was comfortable in got to know the people in that community, worked within that community, and just started building my brand.
2: And it's definitely paid off. Faisal, I'm going to get you to take out your crystal ball and tell us what we should expect for 2024, not only in the Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, Guelph areas, but maybe all through Ontario, and how you see that laying the foundation for 2025 as
3: well.
4: So 2024, I think the first quarter, we're going to see a lot of just the similar market we saw uh, the last quarter here because people are still going to be very apprehensive. January 24th, we're seeing another rate uh, announcement, and I believe it will be a pause again, which is good news. The second quarter, I believe, with half a percent uh, decline in interest rates, we're going to see at least a 5 to 7% increase in real estate values. That pent-up demand is going to come back into the market. By the end of 2024, we're going to see positivity. And by the beginning of 2025, spring of 2025, I think we're going to be right back into bidding war season, with the amount of immigration, the population, the lack of housing, the housing crisis that we're facing, it's inevitable. Where are people going to live? Interest rates will come down, people will jump back in, prices will definitely go up.
2: Faisal, I'm going to tease your book, The Real Deal. You certainly are the real deal. For our listeners that want to read your book and, and find out a little more about you, where can they find it and how do they contact you if they want more information about your market?
4: Well, thank you for that. Uh, Yeah, so it's on Amazon.ca. It's in Audible, uh, Kindle, and paperback. And uh, certainly, uh, Amazon's probably the best way to get a hold of the book. If anyone ever wants to reach out to me directly and have any questions, my uh, office number direct is 519-624-5555.
2: Faisal, happy holidays, and we hope to speak with you in the new year. Thank you. All the best, both of you.
1: After the break, a check on the market in Metro Detroit. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's next guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Kevin Stewart of Stewart Team Real Estate Partners in Metro Detroit. Kevin, welcome back to On the Market.
5: Well, thanks, guys. Always good to be on with you.
2: Kevin, it's been, uh, as we call it, a roller coaster year north of the border here. Tell us a little bit about how south of the border fared in 2023.
5: Well, if you, if you're riding a roller coaster, I think we, we helped build them. Unfortunately, (laughs) I think it's been the exact same roller coaster ride here. Um, I I think there's been what can only be described as what's felt like extreme instability, uh, in our marketplace. Um, you know, a lot of nervous people, a lot of concerns. There's, I've never heard the word crash used more in my whole life, even though we have no resemblance of an actual crash. I think people just get nervous. 2008, still a little too close to everyone's comfort zone. Um, And so we have, I mean, it's been a tough year. The real estate market has really been difficult uh, for a lot of variety of reasons. Um, Inventory is literally the lowest it's been in my entire career. And similar to you, I, I mean, 19 years in the business, and this is the lowest inventory level we've ever had. Uh, on top of the cost of money is through the roof. So that's really caused a lot of concern. People aren't moving because they don't want to sell their 3% interest rate for 7.5. And that's been kind of the MO of the whole year, and that's why we've continued to have low, extremely low inventory levels. Now, what it has caused, though, is we've still had a little bit of appreciation. Nowhere near what we've had in the past because there just hasn't been enough turnover. But most of our areas in Metro Detroit have still gone up, two to 5%, depending on your area, as far as values. So values have stayed very consistent and steady. So that's the good news uh, that everyone is experiencing is they're not experiencing the value decrease they were concerned about. Um, But the real estate market itself for buyers has especially has been very tough. And, you know, for agents, people that are in the business, I know there's so much concerned because everyone's businesses in Metro Detroit are down uh, because there's just not enough to sell. There's not enough business that's happened this year.
1: What can you tell us about the average selling price, whether it's a single detached home or a condo?
5: Um, Again, it's stayed pretty consistent. Our prices have always been, you know, myself and Asif like to have liked to joke over the years, every once in a while, he'll, he'll send me what a million dollars gets you in, in, in his area and I'll show him what a million dollars gets you in my area. And they're two very different products. (laughs) You know, we, you know, the Metro Detroit, we still have a long way to go as far as where our values could increase to. Uh, but overall, um, you know, we really haven't seen a whole lot of difference between condo and single family residential living. Uh, the, the increases have been the same for the most part. I think we're seeing more of an influx and I think there's still more potential in the single family residential realm. I think condos, as we've seen, have, we're hurt a little bit by COVID. I think coming out of that, people wanted a little more elbow room. So what happened is, you know, where I'm located is on the northern side of, of Metro Detroit. So I'm on the northern end, where there tends to be a little bit more elbow room, larger homes, larger lots. You know, getting an acre of land out here isn't necessarily that difficult. So, um, you know, we've seen that a lot of people have started moving a little farther north and trying to get away from congestion. Um, so, we have seen that trend for the last couple of years, uh, which I think has caused some of those single family residential homes out in this area with a little more space to definitely go up at a higher clip than, let's say, the condos. I know the condo market in Detroit specifically um, has gone down quite a bit because there's a lot of competition down there. You get a lot of buildings that have 10, 15, 20 units for sale at any given time. So, they're all competing against each other where you're not seeing that out here in the suburbs. But in Detroit, in downtown proper, there's not as many people as there was at one time trying to buy and move into the
2: city. Kevin, I'm still trying to wrap my head around you saying that we've been in this business for 19 years. When, when did that happen? (laughs) That's crazy.
5: (laughs) I know. When did that happen? Isn't that wild to think we're coming up almost two decades of doing this. So me and you have, we've seen a lot of swings, we've seen a lot of ups and downs. And you know, I think that's why we're able to guide and protect our client through some of these whirlwinds, where everybody else may be hitting the panic button, you know, folks like myself and you are able to stay calm in that storm because we've seen this before. Yeah, we've been through this, and frankly, we've seen worse. Yeah, right? we've been through exactly. worse. We've seen so many different things,
2: and that's uh, that was going to be my next question: was this market? What does it remind you of? Is it two thousand eight? Is it two thousand seventeen? What would this market be compared to in your eyes?
5: So. There are some similarities to 2008, um, and this is this is the similarities. There's there's not a lot of business right now. The, there's some glaring glaring differences. You know, in 2008, if you could find a buyer and get them qualified for a mortgage, and they had steady employment, you know, interest rates were actually going down at that time, um, and there was plethora of inventory. I mean, it, the problem was is you had a hundred homes to show a client narrowing down what they wanted to see was the hardest part. So it took a lot of time. Um, If you were somebody that was heavy on the listing side, you had to pivot into things like short sales. You had to work with foreclosures. So there was a lot of difficulties in that market, but you could always find a client property. This is different. I, I haven't seen this market in 20 years. This isn't a market I've necessarily seen. I've seen aspects of it, but it is different from the standpoint of now, you know, we can have, you know, selling the house is not the problem. Getting someone top dollars, definitely not the problem, but finding that person, their next home, finding them a property to buy is very hard because you may do a search in a large geographical area and there's three or four houses inside someone's criteria. So unless somebody's really, really open with what they're looking for, it's tough. It's really, really tough to find a, a, a client a home. But on top of that, the cost of the money all year, up until a couple of weeks ago, has gone up consistently the entire year. So every time people turn around, the cost of money is higher, and so the the overall payment for that home just continues to go up, 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 and up, which which scares people dramatically. Now, on top of that, from our standpoint, what makes this one of the more difficult, I think, from an agency standpoint, from from you know agents that are out there working in the market space, the reason this is so tough is because everybody has a real estate license. Now, you know, how I used to joke with me a long time ago that, you know, uh, in, uh, in Toronto, uh, a police officer would pull a, a real estate, agent, pull someone over and say, can I see your driver's license or real estate license? Uh, either mm-hmm. one will work because so many people have a real estate license. Yeah. We've seen that now in Metro Detroit. We had a massive, massive flood of agents that came in post COVID. Um, I mean, we have almost doubled the amount of licensed agents in Metro Detroit during that time. And, it was very easy for them for a couple of years. Well, those agents especially are really, really struggle busing right now because there's just too many agents in the market space. And unfortunately, a lot of them haven't really been taught properly how to do their job. So it creates some, some additional chaos and some additional things that have to be navigated. And again, why hiring a really, really good professional becomes super important right now because there's a lot of people that have a license out there, that I wouldn't consider a professional because they just don't have the experience to back it up, and they don't know what to do if things go wrong. If things go perfect, no problem. But that's not why you hire your agent. That's and, not why you hire somebody. You need someone that can navigate the tough the tough waters. And, and, and as, right now, we we see plenty of them.
2: As the saying goes, it's not a terrible market, but it's a market for professionals. I know Tina has a question for you now as well.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you, would you yeah. characterize the Detroit market as a buyer's market or a seller's market right now?
5: Seller's market, hands down.
1: Okay. Hands and-
5: down, seller's market. Yeah, we're, we've been in a seller's market now for a very long time. Um, and I think that is going to get even more prevalent come 2024. Uh, There's a lot of conversations we're coming into an election cycle uh, in the States um, and election cycles tend to have the same thing happen. I, I I would gamble that you're going to see interest rates come back down in the States uh, a pretty significant amount by the, by mid year uh, by summertime. And if that happens, you're going to have a year and a half to almost two years of pent up demand and I think you're going to see a lot of people that flood the market, which I believe will cause pricing to go up 15 to 20 wow. percent next year. Um, so we've been telling our clients, look, if you're going to buy next year, you really need to consider doing this sooner rather than later. You know, you need to you need to marry the house and date the interest rate because we can refi you come summertime, but you don't want to have to pay 15 or 20 percent more for that house yeah, if ex- interest rates go down. If they go down, great. But man, that's you could put yourself in a bad situation by waiting.
2: And that's exactly what we've been telling our buyers here, that that window of opportunity is closing because we're going to see the same thing. We're going to see some rapid rate declines, and it may not be Mm -hmm. mid-year, but by the end of the year, that rate is going to come down significantly, and we do have the same pent-up demand. So we do anticipate prices to go up as well. What are you seeing in terms of inventory? We have Our immigration is through the roof, and we don't have any inventory, any good inventory or decent inventory. Is that the same thing there?
5: Same boat, same boat. Lowest inventory levels we've had in over 20 years, uh, potentially ever. I I don't know that stat a hundred percent, but to my knowledge, I don't think we've ever had lower inventory levels in in Metro Detroit. Um, At least not anywhere near the career that I've been, been in the business. So um, we don't have enough homes to sell. That has been our big MO problem. And that's why prices are going to go up because it's the, it's just the general economics of supply and demand curve. When you have a lot of demand, and interest rates dropping, you're gonna increase that demand, but they're still not on supply. We don't have supply. And so that creates a secondary problem and that's what's gonna create sellers being able to ask for whatever they want because people are gonna be fawning over trying to get a place. Uh, And once that starts, I don't think it's gonna slow down for a while. I think that train could run for a while. If they keep interest rates, you know, in that five and a half range, you know, five, five and a half, they get anywhere near there, which is truthfully where they should stay. I don't want to see them necessarily go back to three, three and a half. That's an that's an unsustainable system. That's not that's not necessarily good for the long term of any economy. Um, you know, but five, five and a half. That's a really good, stable, solid, actually buyer advantage. That's a consumer advantage in interest rate. I think if we see that come through, um, again, I think you're going to see a big flood to the market. I think you're going to see prices spike. Because we haven't solved the inventory crisis. The inventory problem has been here for a while, been here for years, and this slowdown has nothing to do with inventory. It has everything to do with the cost of money and, and consumer
1: fear. So you describe 2023 as a roller coaster in the Detroit real estate market. Looking ahead to 2024, what's your word?
5: I think it's going to be a roller coaster, but a much faster one. It's going to be a totally different kind. I think you're going to see a lot of ups and downs. You're going to see a lot of emotional swings. And like I said, I think you're going to see a little bit of a floodgate. It's going to be like trying to drink out of a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I think it will release that hard where you will have all of these individuals in the market space all at once wanting to get in. And it's going to be, it could be, a, like I said, completely different kind of roller coaster. Uh, but nonetheless, I still think it's going to be a roller coaster.
2: And the Bigging War will return. Kevin, if our listeners want to connect oh, with you, if our listeners want to connect with you and, and get more information about your market or investment opportunities, how can they do that?
5: Yeah, so they can go to stuartteam.com. That's our website. They can email me at kevin at com, um, or obviously they can always contact you, and you can contact them through me. So any of the listeners, you know, you find us, if you're always going to be able to find me, uh, you can call our office. You can call my cell phone. um you know, our, our information is all on our website, 248 uh, 759 is our office. Uh, so it, uh, multiple ways you can contact us. If they have questions, we'd love to answer
2: them. Awesome, Kevin. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
1: When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay
0: with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next. And we begin with Thomas in North York. He's paying $2,500 $2,500 a month in rent. What advice, Asif, do you have for him to turn his rental payments into mortgage payments instead? What do you think?
3: Well, $2,500 is a lot to pay in rent. And what you can do is start working on your options with a mortgage professional. And by that, they can pre-qualify you and let you know what you're able to purchase and then work out a monthly payment for you. So even if it's a couple of hundred dollars more than what you're paying in rent, at least that's going into your pocket in terms of building equity, and and then you own your property as well. So if you know exactly where you want to live and that this is going to be home for a long time, then you can start getting pre-approved, then go out, see some houses, in, in whatever that budget is for yourself, and then we can proceed and try and work out some monthly payments. Now, you have to remember also, if you're looking at condos, there's also going to be a condo fee involved. So you want to make sure that all of that is covered within the payment that you're comfortable making every month. And a mortgage professional would be able to help you with that.
1: What is the approximate price of a condo fee? What does that include?
3: So the condo fees are monthly fees, which are the maintenance, the Mm -hmm. insurance of the building, uh, all the common area use. So if the building has a pool, 24-hour security, all of this gets added up and divided amongst all of the people that own condos in that building. So it's it's a common area fee that all the condo owners will contribute to every month. And it could be uh, including utilities. Some of the newer ones don't include utilities because you have separate metering within the condos themselves. So it's not uncommon for these fees for newer buildings to be around the $200 a month mark. And for the older buildings, it could be a little bit higher. It could be about $1,000 a month, but usually those include utilities.
1: So Thomas is suggesting that he's paying about $2,500 a month in rent. When you're paying that much in rent, how do you possibly save for a down payment?
3: It's really tough. And, you know, the thing is when you're paying $2,500 in rent, you're still paying a mortgage. You're paying your landlord's mortgage. Mm. So you may as well, if you can, uh, if you do have a down payment or if you can borrow the down payment. We've had a lot of... uh, Uh, Down payments paid by the bank of mom and dad, and you know, or relatives or friends, wherever you you can get that money from, it's best to put that into a property and eventually pay them off. uh, You know, in a year or two, you can qualify for a line of credit, pay back that money, your payment per month will go up a little bit. But at least then it's your house. And then there's also government programs where the government matches the down payment. So if you're putting down 10%, there's certain areas and certain situations that may qualify you if you're a first-time buyer for the government to put in 5% of the 10% down payment. And the government owns 5% equity in that property, so when you sell it, they're getting 5% of that back. But at least it's a good way to get into the market.
1: Terrific suggestions for Thomas. On to the next question. Jonah in Markham is planning to sell his two-story detached home in the spring. What should he focus on now to increase the selling price of his house?
3: With the spring market, I think it's going to... Be an early spring market this year, because there's so much pent-up demand out there. And I, I think if you're trying to get ready, you want to make sure that you know before the snow comes, the backyards all cleaned up, or anything. you can maybe get some pictures of it now. You want to make sure you have a fresh coat of paint, the lighting is all good. Uh, you know you want to have as as showcase it as bright as possible, windows being cleaned. Uh, if you have carpets, you want them steam cleaned. and ready to go for pictures, and just decluttering. Just make sure you take advantage of the holidays to declutter as much as you can. Pack it up. You're going to be moving anyway, so uh, make sure it's all packed up and put away. Closets, all of these areas that you can declutter, that would be great. And then just making sure that everything is working. Uh, The worst thing that could happen is you get a great price on your home and then you end up with a home inspection report that says there are certain things that need to be addressed and then you have to do them then or they'll adjust the sale price. So you want to make sure that the house shows as well as it can and everything is in good working order.
1: What about those power spots that you talk about in a home like the bathroom and the kitchen? Should Jonah invest in those areas to showcase the home as best as possible?
3: Definitely. If it's not up to par with the rest of the neighborhood, if you don't have updated bathrooms or an updated kitchen, you definitely want to use the time that you have right now between now and when you put it on the market to have all of those spruced up and maybe getting granite counters or quartz counters, maybe uh, hardwood flooring in the bedrooms, anything that can help enhance that value. So, it's a great time to be talking to a realtor to come in and give you a, a little walk through and tell you what will increase the value of your home when you do go on the market.
1: As a reminder, if you have questions for on the market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that?
3: They can call me at
1: If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.